Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Sarah Finkelson. Finkelstein. We had a husband on pool just a little while ago, and he was a guest, a lot of fun, talking about Toastmasters and just kind of gently getting ourselves out there and the journey, you know, in self-discovery. And... Uh, and the work that he's doing here today, but his wonderful partner, Sarah, or Sarah, you go by Sarah, right? Sarah, yes. Right. Um, is, you know, she has her own path here and she's all about the long-term care. A lot of people, you know, join a Medicare or a medical plan that really only takes care of the now. And of course, it's subject to change all the time, depending on who's in power. But are you prepared for your long-term care? Because somewhere along the line, you're going to get older. That's the gift of life if you're lucky. And then what do you do when you change that magical 65 and you get bombard bombarded with calls about Medicare and now you've got to have a different platform, you know, a different program and is it going to cost more? What about funeral costs? And uh, what happens if you fall and break a hip or have a heart attack or you need help at home all of these questions that we do not ask ourselves when we're in our 30s we do not ask ourselves when we are young and vibrant or even in our 50s we think no I've still got a long way to go I don't need to worry about that and we do don't we because there are very few people that weather age healthily without issues and even though I've known some very healthy people in their 60s 70s and 80s you never know when something's going to hit you and then you are dealing with a crisis that now affects the rest of your life so Sarah welcome to the show thank you so much Sarah I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to be here with you and and to share some great information with the audience. Yes, sharing that information is very important. As I said, people don't think about long care. They think, I mean, we, we teach people to be in the present and to be in the now, but that's connecting to your feelings and what you do. But as we're human beings, there's a lot of preparation that we need to have in our lives. So, you know, we have life insurance or we have insurance on our cars or, you know, we have medical insurance, but how far ahead do we look? And if you speak to somebody in their 50s or 40s and say, have you prepared for your long-term care? They'll probably laugh at you, right? Yes. And uh, what I found for myself is that I had a personal experience having to help my mom with long-term care needs. And I was in my 30s at the time. So I had to move her down from New York to Florida. And she ended up in assisted living for six years, followed by two years in a nursing home. And this is what I see very often is people who think about long-term care planning are the ones who have 
had an experience with mm. a parent or another member of their family that had to go through it, all of a sudden it becomes something real. And they start to think of, gee, when I get older, this <laughs> might happen to me. I might need to plan ahead for this. But many individuals do not think it's going to happen to them. They kind of are in denial about it. However, the statistics are extremely high that somebody will need long-term care. And would you like me to share those numbers with you? Yes, please do. Okay, excellent. So for people over the age of 65, the statistics indicate that two out of three people, which is 70% of that population, will need long-term care at some point. Mm -hmm. Some for a very short period of time, and some for years, but it's only the one out of three that will not, that will be spared from needing any long-term care. Mm. Um, these statistics are primarily in uh, America? Yes, they are. So they probably are kind of similar anywhere around in the world, though other cultures kind of look at their elderly in a different way, don't they? Don't they? And they're more prepared for meeting people you know of age and challenges or dementia villages and and other type of programs where they kind of don't look at the older as just crippling the system um, but as you know respecting the age that they have got to and let's make their life as comfortable as possible so would you say that in north america we might be a little bit behind the times in the way that we treat or even prepare for long care um I I know that some of the uh, other nationalities, for example, I've heard the Spanish population, the Latin population, they're very, very close-knit family, and they have a support system where they could possibly take care of grandma and grandpa, and they could all live together. But I think for us in the United States, it's a little bit more difficult because our families tend to spread out. For example, we live on the East Coast in Florida. My sister-in-law is all the way in the Midwest in, in Denver, Colorado. Then we have other relatives in California. So it makes it a challenge. And the other aspect for working people, even as we work into our 50s and 60s, and now people are working into their 70s mm -hmm. uh, because they don't feel ready. They haven't saved enough money to be able to officially retire, so they plan on continuing to work. Well, how do you take care of somebody when you're working full-time? Yeah. It's, it's a very difficult uh, thing to do. And there's some people that have to work right up into their 70s or anything. They don't have a good retirement plan. You know, it, this is not a case of, oh, I'd like to retire in a rocking chair or go fishing. This is like, I've got to work because otherwise there's no income coming in. I can't exactly. afford to get sick. I can't afford any long-term care. And, you know, when you're looking at the COVID virus right now, um, far too many deaths, for sure. But there's an awful lot of people that have recovered. And some will go on, you know, to, to having a very a productive life. But some people are going to have struggles with this that's going to be systemic in their system, maybe for the rest of their lives. And, you know, that can be quite scary for people when they look at it and go, is this with me? Am I vulnerable for the rest of my life now? What do I do to prepare for what's to come? 
Yes, and, and it's all about the planning. And when you were talking about retirement, a lot of people don't have sufficient money saved for their retirement. But actually, we also say for those people that do have planned appropriately, that without having a long-term care plan in place, it could wipe out their whole retirement. So yes. their retirement plan is not protected unless they have a substantial long-term care, a written long-term care plan in place. Yeah. And often people overestimate what a long-term care plan is going to cost. They say, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. And I always say, you know what? Long-term care is expensive. Mm -hmm. If you had to pull the money out of your pocket and pay for an aide to come in every day for five or, or eight hours a day, it really adds up to many, many dollars, thousands of dollars. And a long-term care plan is leveraging your money. Yeah, yeah. My um, brother ended up looking after our mother who became bedbound for the last five years. And it's only at the end that they managed to get some caregivers in. It was like, well, he's there. We, you know, we're not going to send anyone in. Well, you know, he's ending up showering her, you know, changing her and everything else, which a, a son shouldn't have to do for his mother. Um, he actually ended up having a heart attack in looking after her. And um, that made him very vulnerable. And this is something else we don't really consider, do it? You know, oh, yeah, well, the family will look after us. Well, he was working full-time plus he's looking after her you know getting up in the night just check she's breathing and that she's all right consequently had the heart attack for it so in preparing for our long-term care we're also taking the pressure off our family members who now feel obligated to look after you but they're also trying to balance their own existence absolutely and caregiver stress is is huge yes i've heard many stories like the one that you said but uh, actually, we had a, a client, a couple, this is a, a number of years back, just one particular situation, where the husband had Alzheimer's, and the wife was always taking care of him. It was, it was always about Abe, what Abe needs. Yes. And she didn't take care of herself. No. She didn't have the time to take care of herself. She always said, well, after I do this for Abe, or after we do this for Abe, then I'll go get myself checked out. And unfortunately, she passed away before he did. Yes. So caregiver stress is just astronomical. And there are about, in the U.S., there are about 30 million family caregivers of all ages yeah. helping relatives. And the stress is just... How do you do, how do you balance your life? Right. But you also, you're not equipped for it. You know, I did a wonderful show with Dan Perkins on, on who takes care of the caregivers. And, you know, I mean, a prime example is, you know, when, whenever this COVID finally winds down and, and the nurses and the doctors and the frontliners can breathe, you know, they're going to be beyond exhausted, probably even post-traumatic stress, you know, um, they're going to need for us to step up and be their caregivers at this point, because we forget rather like having a baby, you know, until you put that baby down for a nap, you go for a nap yourself, you're exhausted. Those babies are just like 24 seven go. Well, when you have something elderly, oh no, they'll just sleep all day and I'll just take them food. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, there's a lot of care that has to go into care giving and people don't realize how much work is actually involved in that. Absolutely. I mean, oftentimes people will say, well, my daughter will take care of me. 
and where does your daughter live? Oh, she's in New Jersey, mm -hmm. and she's a nurse, and she's raising children. Right. And how is she going to, you know, be able to do this as much as she wants to? Because yeah. we love our families, but is it feasible? Mm. We need to have a, a plan B in case that can't happen. So th that's what we do: is we provide their plan B, which then becomes their plan A, and so that the children, the family could still be there to give love and support, but having a caregiver who is a paid caregiver to do the extra work, because right. that's what they do. And, and they're skilled at it. You know, that's the thing. They know what to do. You know, I, I remember my dad having a heart attack and I was 11 and everybody was out and he's pointing to pills. And, um, I didn't, there was two or three bottles there. I didn't know which bottle to give him, you know, and, and it was just intuitively, I gave him a pill and, and, you know, that particular heart episode to calm down. But I was absolutely petrified that I was giving him the wrong pill, that I was not there to care for him. We've got to remember these caregivers are trained. They're trained for what's coming next. You know, especially if you are looking at people with heart or stroke. Stroke, of course, there's a huge recovery. Heart attacks, you never know if there's going to be another one. And many people have small heart attacks without even realizing it, don't they? Yes, yeah. I mean, none of us knows what tomorrow brings. No. And we even see people that are perfectly healthy. Yeah. And things happen to them, too. Unfortunately, we don't have a guarantee of good health no. forever. And those that are healthy well into their 80s are very, very fortunate. Yes. My lady is 86 going on 87. She normally still works. She still drives and she's got more energy than I have. And I had a host who's now 83. She was with me until 81. She still work out every day, go dancing every Friday, you know. And when we're looking at some of the COVID survivors right now, they're, they're 90 something, 100 and something. And it just seems to be their genes are a good stock, you know. We, as I think, as a um, as a current you know nation in the world, we are inclined to kind of buy into stress a lot more. We put a lot more pressure on ourselves, you know. This uh, importance of having this type of house, that type of car, this type of image, and we go and work ourselves to death for it and we get stressed out over everything and that you know we know that stress is a number one killer and a number one of dis-ease and it will trigger all sorts of things and we've got to remember that if we take care of ourselves when we're younger we're less inclined to have something when we're older but that doesn't mean you you know don't take caution like you would with any other insurance but this stitch in time isn't it and a lot of elderly people may have different stresses. You know, am I going to be able to live off my retirement? Am I going to be a strain on the family? What's going to happen if I fall or about my groceries or anything like that? And all of that stress just adds up. And if you haven't got somebody there stepping in and helping you, that can be the killer in itself. Yes, absolutely. And Americans, I want to share this with you. Americans' number one fear is running out of money in retirement. Mm -hmm. People are living longer, and if we live longer, we need that money to last for more years in our retirement. And so, in the inflation of those years. Oh, yes, absolutely. We, we don't think about inflation on a day-to-day -day basis, but over time, we see what a loaf of bread costs. Yes. 
<laughs> and we need to modify what our income is in the future so that we can maintain our lifestyle in our retirement years. We don't want people having to choose between medicine and heat. Absolutely Or, or you know, rent and food. Um, you know, this is the thing is inflation is just ridiculous. And, you know, in America, your medical costs are just through the roof. Um, unnecessarily so. That's another battle and that's another story. Uh, and there again, there is that stress. How do I balance my well-being? I haven't got enough money for this. I can't afford a caregiver, you know, but I've, I've just had a hip done and uh, you know I can't do this and I can't do that and so I think an awful lot of people don't recover as fast as they should or can't maintain their health for as long as they should because of that anxiety how do I keep up absolutely and it's it's all about planning because we need to plan for the future so that we don't find ourselves in a crisis I always say to individuals wouldn't you be better off if you had a plan in place that was affordable that was there for you in the future so that you didn't have to wipe out your nest egg and you could have peace of mind and, and sleep at night, not have to worry about these things. Right. But in the financial field, we're always about planning for the what ifs, the things mm -hmm. that might happen that hopefully will not happen. But if they're due, if they do, we're in a good place to deal with it. Right. I mean, why do we get insurance, you know, um, and why, you know, do insurances pay out so much on certain people? Because there are a lot of people paying that will never ever claim it, but it was an insurance that if they needed it, you never know that one time. You know, my, my house almost burnt down. It was a $380,000 claim. Had we not had that insurance, we wouldn't even have had a house to sell to, to recover that cost. So the insurance is there for a reason. It's also the biggest gift I think it gives is peace of mind. Absolutely, I agree with you. And it's all about the risk and protecting that risk because the risk can be huge. Yeah. So we, we wanna plan ahead and have people be in a good place. Right. Because it's so much better to have a plan in place. And so many people just like I said, don't think it's ever going to happen to them. And then when it does, they're in a crisis. Yes. Yes, I have a colleague here in Canada who um, uh, was an athlete all his life and he's in his 70s and, and he was as fit as a fiddle, still doing marathons and everything else. And he had a, a bad flu vaccine and he ended up literally being paralyzed, 18 months to come back, um, you know, still has physical challenges that because he was so strong beforehand, he managed to recover where a lot of people didn't recover for it. And unfortunately here in Canada, which you have in America, but we don't in Canada, is, um, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I've completely lost the word, but you know, support for the people that have had bad vaccines. Um, where is that word? It'll come to me in a moment out of the blue. But, and he's fighting for that. He's fighting for Can Canadians to be supported because they're not, you know, uh, there's no, um, I keep wanting to say retaliation, repercussion. <laughs> it's not there. It's going to come. But that's the point. Don't count on your government has got it all together. We, we watch the news. We know that, especially in the States, things like Medicare or any medical plans, it's a political fight. 
It's not there for the people. It's a political fight. This is where you have to go individual and go, okay, I need to go to the organizations, the companies that have this in place, that have a good reputation, that are, no, that are going to be there for me. The last thing I want to worry about is if I'm going to get gouged by a company or then, you know, there was a tiny little clause. Well, no, no, you, you broke your hip. That's not covered in it. You know, uh, you can't get any care. So having that individual individual source there is peace of mind that you know that there's someone that's going to step up when you need someone because we can't trust government (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and it's interesting because sometimes i I run across people and we talk about the need for planning for long-term care and they'll say to me well my aunt mary she had a long-term care policy but it really wasn't good because it only paid like 75 dollars a day and that was insufficient to, to keep up with costs. And it only paid, it was only a, a three-year plan. And, you know, I always think about people making these types of comments. And I like to remind them and say, probably your Aunt Mary bought a plan that she could afford. Yeah. And yeah. at the time, maybe the going rate was $75 a day in coverage. But because it only paid what she purchased and it only paid for two or three years, doesn't necessarily make it a bad plan right people buy what they can afford and that's what we stress we don't want people to buy a plan today that they won't be able to afford to pay a year from now mm-hmm. what good does that do anybody right. yeah and so a lot of people have misconceptions that because somebody had a plan that only paid x number of dollars that makes it a bad plan it still protected a piece of their nest egg mm-hmm regardless yeah. of how, how, how much or how little that plan covered. So it's all about protecting some portion of what they have so that they don't have to deplete everything to pay for their care. And over time, long-term care costs increase at a higher rate than the inflation rate. Yes. And most people don't, don't realize that. I know in our neighborhoods, we have new assisted living communities that are being built and some of them are really very beautiful with all kinds of activities and very, very luxurious. And they are not cheap. No. And they no. all have a base rent. And on top of that, depending upon what kind of help the individual needs, they add on to that. It's called levels of care. So it could be 4000 a month to 6000 a month and sometimes more. It, it all depends on where and what their needs are. And at that rate, how long will somebody's nest egg last? And that's if they have a nest egg. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're only talking about really a small portion of people that have, you know, um, collateral in their house or, or maybe their savings, their retirement savings. Most people are literally living check to check. And, you know, if they're not working, this is why you've got so much panic right now with, you know, with the world being shut down. People who don't have that protection are not earning. And so how are they going to put food on the table? And talking about a nest egg, I haven't even got next month's rent. So Mm -hmm. I think proportionally, there's probably a lot more people that couldn't afford any form of care out of their own pocket. And it will be on the government subsidy, the government retirement. And we know that the government retirement is nowhere near what the escalation of inflation is in order to live today. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, like you said, we cannot rely on the government. We have to think for ourselves and plan for ourselves. Yeah. Because we can't really rely on, on anybody, even if one has children that are willing and able to help. But what happens? Something could happen to them too. Yes, yes. Like yes. what happened with my mother-in-law. She was 74 years old and she passed away from ovarian cancer. And her mother, Paul's grandmother, is still around. She's 97 years old. And you never think that you're going to lose your child. Right. Yeah. It's very, very sad. It's very unfortunate. But they, these things can happen. So we yeah. can't always rely, rely on a relative to, to help us out. Because right. we just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, especially if they've got young families, you know, they're already stretched to the limit with time. You know, Joey's got sucker, Julie's got dance, this one's got the dentist. Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, and it's like, where do they have time even for themselves? Never mind for anyone else. And then they feel guilty because they're not giving the time. And, you know, I think one of the other things we're not addressing, um, which is really, really huge, is loneliness in our seniors. And by even having a caregiver that's going over with meals or checking on them and this and that, that could be the only interaction they have in that day or in that week. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, grandma, who I said is 97, she lives in independent living. We haven't been able to see her since right. March. Yeah. They're all on lockdown. And so her only person that she could actually talk to is she has an aide that comes in for a few hours a day. And that's the only person she actually has any interaction with other than talking by phone. And yes, it, it's very lonely. I mean, they used to be able to go downstairs in the dining room and have their meals. They can't even do that anymore. Right. Their meals are delivered to their rooms, their apartments. So yes, it's, it's very, very lonely. And we've got to, to remember that um, whether it's COVID or, or whatever, um, I've, I've done a number of shows on loneliness and, and there's a lot of people that go through feeling alone in life, no matter what their age, but you get to the elderly where their family's either scattered or they don't have family anymore. Um, they're, they're out there alone and everybody else is just too busy for them. And it's rather like, it was that brilliant um, uh, commercial where they're showing um, a mother and child kind of blended up against the color of the wall when nobody saw them begging for food yeah. right because we're so just busy with our blinkers going along but that's a lot to do with the elderly as well you may be hearing the same stories they told you last time right it, you know it's but that cup of tea or that spending that time with somebody listening to those stories you know asking them about themselves um, telling them what's going on in the world that is a life source and if it's only a caregiver that's giving that, then that literally is that reason for that person to carry on living. Absolutely. Because loneliness is, is difficult. It's very, a killer. It's a yes. killer. It definitely is a killer. What age should somebody start looking at, you know, preparing? Because, you know, if you, probably up until your 50s, you're still looking at kids at home and university and this and that. And you've got the life insurance, but you know, like oh, now old, old care insurance, I got to have that on top of that. You know, when is a good age to actually think about it and maybe start off slow and increase as you go? 
I would say that in one's 50s would be a good time, even though I purchased my policy at 40. But I think in the 50s, between 50 and 60 is probably a very good time because you're still healthy enough to qualify to be approved for a policy. And because of your age, the premiums are not as high as if you were to wait until you're 70 years old. Mm. So the most important thing is really your health, because if you don't have good health, you may not be able to get it at any age, even right. at 20. So it's, it's, and it's much cheaper. Sometimes people will say, well, gee, you've been paying on your policy since you were 40 years old. Wouldn't you have been better off if you waited till later? And that's one way of looking at it, but we don't know what tomorrow brings. I could be perfectly healthy today. And then a month from now I have a diagnosis and I cannot qualify for the coverage and now my chances of getting it are gone. Yeah. So you're saying that if anybody has any pre-existing pre condition, that they won't be covered? It depends on what they have. There's certain conditions that require a certain waiting period, like a, an insurance company will not consider them with this particular X condition for three years or five years, and they cannot get the policy until after that time period. So the sooner, the better, the sooner, the more healthy you are, and the sooner also the younger you are so that you can get a lower premium. And right. with a lower premium, you could add more benefits to your policy and still have it be more affordable rather than less affordable. Right. Well, you know, um, that would definitely count me out. <laughs> and there are a lot of people you know, that have pre-existing, you know, like diabetes or something like that. And they know that as they get older, you know, the challenges are going to get more. But you're, you're saying that um, they would either have to pay a high premium or not be covered at all? Yeah, I mean, there are some conditions that would automatically result in a decline. And then somebody with diabetes might still be able to get a policy. It depends on what the other underlying factors are. Are they on insulin or you're just taking tablets? It, it depends on the, on the situation. And, and typically what we do is when we have clients that are interested in protecting themselves from the devastating costs of long-term care, we have a questionnaire that we send to them and they fill it out. It's medical information. And then we can figure out which is the best carrier or if there's no carrier at all that is willing to underwrite them. Right. Is this particularly in, in America that there are these kind of policies that if anybody has any particularly existing illnesses, they're basically on their own? Is that kind of a common thing? I can only speak for the United States. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it really depends on the particular situation, what they have going on with them medically. So if you have a history of diabetes or cancer or heart disease in the family, but you're not affected, go and get that insurance before any diagnosis comes up because you don't know. You, you may miss the bullet or it may hit you somewhere along the line, um, but at least you're prepared for it. Absolutely. And that's what it's really about is being prepared. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot to think about for people, isn't it? Because as I said, for some people, it's check to check or, you know, they're saving for the down payment on a house. Uh, so many people have second or third careers and second or third spouses you know relationships in life and and it's um 
they've prepared for a certain thing, you know, the kids, the picket fence, the 2.2 <laughs> cat and dog. And, and then, you know, that, you know, disappears through circumstances and they're starting all over again. And the last thing they think about is the long-term care because all they're looking at is, is the second opportunity, you know, either to find love or a new career or, you know, uh, having to start all over again. So it's not something that even comes into their mind. How do you actually reach people for it to get into their mind to start thinking about it? It's really a challenge, but I recommend that they have conversations with their family, with their children, with their siblings, so that they can, because really long-term care is a family affair. Because when, say, a parent needs help, the first phone calls they're going to make is to their son or daughter. Yeah son-in-law, daughter-in-law, and it becomes a family affair. So it's really important for the family to get together. Sometimes children will chip in for a policy for mom or dad yeah, because they realize that they're better off having a plan in place because either way, they're going to have to make adjustments to their lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a family affair and, and we strongly urge individuals to have these conversations. They're really important. We don't look at things to, for tomorrow. We, you know, we only look at things for today. Well, I'm all right right now. I don't need to do anything. Well, that's the whole point of insurance is you're preparing, you know, for, for what may come. And as you said, 70% is a high number of people that are going to need help. But even if you are healthy, you know, the, you may get to a point that you just need some sort of caregiver to come over and, and help with the house or help with something else because, you know, you're not quite there anymore and you're not particularly sick it's just the simple old age well in order for somebody to qualify to go on a claim if they have the insurance for it it is long-term care so that word long means that it has to be at least 90 days right so if somebody falls and they they break a wrist and they need help for a couple of weeks it won't cover that so it has to be at least 90 days or or more and the activities of daily living, which are bathing, dressing, eating, toileting, continence, getting in and out of a chair, or just cognitive, those are the factors that would make somebody qualified to go on care. Mm -hmm. So they have to need at least two out of the six ADLs, which is activities of daily living that they need help with, or the cognitive impairment, either one of those would allow them to actually go on claim where the insurance company is going to pay a claim on their behalf. Right. And the claim, again, depends on what they purchased. They may mm -hmm. purchase $200 a day, $150 a day in today's environment. They may purchase a three-year plan because they say the average, so-called average long-term care is about three years. Mm -hmm. Although they've come back and said, well, for females, it's more like 4.2 years. Mm -hmm. And for males, it's about 2.2. So the average between those two is, is three years. But we know what happens with averages. Some people mm. are less than the average and some people are, are more than the average, just like what happened with my mom. Yeah. She was way above the average. And when Paul's grandfather needed long-term care, and he was healthy his whole life. He was athletic. He used to swim. He used to run. And then when he hit his 80s, he started to slow down He started to not, you know, have some issues. And so when he needed long-term care, 
he and grandma had moved into an assisted living community, which was lovely. They had a nice little two bedroom apartment and this place had activities galore. They even had a bar downstairs <laughs> where they served drinks and they had music and dancing. I mean, it was unusual, I think, for an assisted living community, but lots of stuff going on and people around and you don't feel isolated, which is yeah. what happens oftentimes to seniors as they may become widowed and they're living by themselves and they're kind of isolated living in a community like this. They're not so isolated anymore. Right. right. So he was able to use his long-term care plan. And for them, actually, they didn't actually start to plan for long-term care until their early seventies. So it was kind of a little bit late in life. But still, it, it provided the protection that, that they needed and that they did end up using. Grandma and Grandpa both had a policy, and Grandma exhausted hers. And now she's living an independent living with the aid that comes in for a few hours a day. Mm. So we just yeah. don't know. No. No. And, and again, you know, we... <laughs> we don't have the crystal ball to look to the future, you know, and we have no idea what's going to happen, you know, with this whole COVID thing, who knew it would shut the world down and be such a vicious virus and isolate us, but also in other ways, bring us together. Um, and that's kind of the way, you know, the nature of living is you do not know you you know, they say God laughs at uh, the best laid plan. Um, when you've got a plan, where you know it's solidified and paying paying on it and it's going to cover x y and z then that's definitely insurance it's a plan worth having but people go i'm planning to do this when i when i get older and retire i'm planning to do that and we know that very often those are the plans that get interrupted and you're not prepared for them and you're not prepared for the consequences so it's kind of don't put off today you know, until tomorrow, because we just have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. Right. And as a matter of fact, I do have a crystal ball, but it just doesn't work very well. <laughs> yes, we've got to be a bit more witchy on that. <laughs> yes. How did you get into this? You know, why, why did you choose this path? Well, one thing was my mother having to move her down here became the, it became, I became aware of what long-term care is and how important it is to plan for it. And my parents never even finished high school. Mm. Uh, they were from Eastern Europe and they both had to work at very young ages. And we never talked about college as I was growing up as an only child. And so my plan was after high school, I went to work full time for a year and then I decided I need to go to college. So I did that on my own. And I realized that a lot of women, even today, a lot of women are not very involved in their finances. Mm -hmm. They tend to have somebody else in their life, whether it's a spouse or a significant other or parent or somebody else who handles all of their finances. And so I, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book because I wanted for women to become aware of what they need to know about the financial challenges so that they won't be hurt by it. Right. Yes. And so many women are just, like I said, they end up alone. Yeah. You know, women statistically to, more, more than yeah. men, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you walk in or when I've walked into different assisted living communities, 
it's 90% female, if not more than 90% female. Mm -hmm. So we tend to outlive the men in our lives yeah. and we end up alone. And because of the fact that we end up alone, we need to know about finances, know about money matters, know about what insurance is important to have. And that's why I, I wrote the book because I do feel very strongly that we need to women typically work less years because we raise children. Yeah. So we have smaller social security checks. So women actually need to save more than men because of that fact. Yes. And if our spouse ends up taking their social security at a younger age and God forbid the spouse passes away, now the surviving spouse is left with a smaller check rather than mm. a, a larger check. Yeah. And one income in the household is lost. Yes. So all these factors that affect women and we, we need to empower women to know what they need to know so that they're in a good financial place. I love the title of it, Wisdom from Women, and you've got the dollar sign as the S, yes, know, which is really yes. clever. And it's empowering women, women with supreme solutions to conquer future financial challenges. And as you said, I mean, you know, I was brought up where everybody else took care of the purse strings. And, you know, when I divorced and, you know, I'm out there on my own, well, actually, I went and invested in something which I shouldn't have, another journey altogether. But, you know, I have, did not prepare at all for my senior years and, in, um, and no resources, you know, um, out there now to do so. This is the thing is we place trust, you know, dad will look after me, my husband will look after me and you don't know, are they getting all the right facts? You know, have they got the best policy? Uh, in a case of a divorce, you know, do they cut you off and you didn't know and you thought you were still covered? You know, there's so many things there. So we're taking ownership of our own finances and knowing how to do it, our own long-term care, our own today care is something that we as women need to step up and do because the only person really looking after you is you and only person that can really prepare for your future is you. And so you need to be engaged with your, the choices that are made for you because you're the one making them. Absolutely. You are so right on. So it was your mom that ignited this. And this has been your path to help people so they don't end up in dire straits. You know, and again, what does the person do who's living on check to check? Where do they end up? You know, they've just got no future, no care, no money you know, a measly little retirement and uh, what happens to them. And it's, it's so sad to see that because they kind of just drift off into the sunset because they can't maintain their own health um, and their own living. So we don't want to see that because we really need to revere our elders. They have paved the way for us. All these innovations like phones and computers that we take so for granted today came from them. And we need to look at our, our elders in a d totally different way. And if we can set up a policy that's going to protect them later, that also protects you, it means that friends and family can go in and be family and not the caregiver. I have a colleague who's a brilliant children's writer and she has to write it just at a certain time in the afternoon because she's the caregiver of her parents. And that's, that's her job. 
caregiver of her parents and she's got this fabulous book coming out but she can only give it so much time a day because her time is taken up looking after her family right and as a parent I don't want my children to have to give up their life and their dreams and everything else to look after me so this policy isn't just for you it most certainly is so that you don't become that burden on your family yes absolutely and actually the number two fear that people have is what you just said, becoming a burden to their children. Yeah. Because it's, as, you, as we talked, it, it's very difficult, it's very challenging, it's very hard to balance and to juggle everything that one needs to do to take care of their own responsibilities, take care of a parent. And we try to do our best, but how long can we keep that up before we get sick? Exactly. Yeah. And your life is to be as fruitful as you can be, let your cup run off over so that everybody else benefits from it. And if you're stretching yourself so thin, you know, out of duty and responsibility, which, you know, duty and responsibility needs to be in our vocabulary to a point, but not to a point where it now is consuming your life. Because, our, you know, as a parent, we don't want to see your dreams being put on hold are you not taking care of your future because you're too busy taking care of us? Right. So it's that peace of mind for, for being a parent and look at your kids and know that they're coming over because they want to be with you, not because they have to come and look after you. You've got that covered. Absolutely. And there's different ways to plan for, for long-term care. What I've been talking about is traditional long-term mm -hmm. care insurance, but there are other vehicles that could be used to provide that long-term care need in the future. It's just one option that's available. So what are the other options? Well, there's life insurance mm -hmm. that could be used to, to pay for care. So if somebody does have a cash value life insurance policy, they can often accelerate the benefits while they're alive to pay for long-term care. There are other vehicles which, create, which require more money to pay for but it could be a, an annuity that somebody plunks in. Maybe they have a huge sum of money sitting in IRA funds, qualified money funds. They can position a portion over to the specific annuity. And all of a sudden, now they've cut down on their tax bill. And mm. now they have a long-term care policy. And if they never need it, and hopefully they won't, uh, it'll go to their beneficiaries. Right. My, my plan is to not use my policy I hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my plan. But I know statistically that it's more likely that I will need it down the road. Yeah. And so it, it, it's there for me if I should need it. And I hope to never, ever need to use it, actually. Right. Well, again, that's what insurance is about. You know, um, when we had insurance on a house, did we ever know that we were going to use it? But, you know, thank God we had it <laughs> at that time of the so. fire. It's the same with your car. You know, it could be a major crash and, and you really are hurt in it, or it could be just a ding. We know how expensive it is to fix. That's the reason why you have insurance. Medical insurance, because you don't know when you're going to get sick or go skiing and break your leg or, you know, fall off a rock like me and <laughs> break three bones. Oh, <laughs> so the whole thing is we just simply don't know. And that's what insurance policies are all about aren't they in protecting Absolutely. the unknown so that at least you can go okay well thank goodness i've got that in place i've got that covered and 
now you can go about living your life where, you know, that's one worry ticked off. So as you said, you know, if, if there's an elderly person out there that hasn't thought about this yet, or, or you know that mum and dad are, you know, we're wandering off into retirement now or, you know, looking at that future where they can go traveling when we can never get back out traveling again, um, that they can go and do that with peace of mind because you know that that long-term care, you know, go and live life now, mum and dad. And uh, whatever happens later, we've got you covered. And the insurance has got you covered. Yeah, it's definitely peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's better to have it and not ever need it than to need it and not have a plan in place. Right. And, and you know, I'm a person without that plan. You know, I'm a person that is literally month to month uh, and I'm a person with a physical ailment. Um, so I have no idea what my future is going to be or as I get older, if I'm going to need help or care. I don't know what that's going to look like and I don't want to be a burden on my kids. So I wish I knew about this earlier. You know, I wish that I had the foresight to think about long-term care later, but we don't think about it in our daily living because we're too busy living the daily life and the stresses and the expectations of that day. So this is a good time to take a pause as a family. Okay. You know, we want you to take out this policy. We're all going to chip in so many dollars a month. You know, it's nothing for us, but it's that security and long-term that we know is going to be there for you in the future. Absolutely. And you're right. People go are busy running their lives, mm -hmm. busy working, whatever it is that they're doing they don't think about what might happen. They don't think about, I might need long-term care five years from now, or maybe mom or dad is going to need it. And how, how, how am I gonna help? How is that gonna impact me? So we don't think about these things that could happen to us, like you said. We're just too busy living our lives. Right, or, or you have, you know, God forbid that your kid goes before you, you know, and then who looks after you or you know, you're getting to a point where you're now looking after your kid because of something they've gone through and that puts more strain on you and, you know, kind of wears and tears you down and then you get something because of it because that's something we see all the time. The caregivers get, you know, burnt out um, because they're just doing too much and they're elderly and uh, it's playing havoc on them. So it's just that general peace of mind. I recommend people really look into it because I have no idea what my future will be. And we don't want that for our families. You know, we want to know, does this cover funeral costs or is it just long-term care? Just long-term care. So that's a different insurance for, for funeral costs. And in yeah. the, looking at how much cost funerals are today, you know, this is something that, bear in mind, you don't want the $30,000 funeral costs be handed down to your family. So, you know, there's, a, there's another thing that you can do that you can prepare for. So while we're encouraging people to live, we're also preparing them to, to you know, for, for in case they've become ill or even, you know, at the eventual end, because we all do die at some point, right? You That's just want true. a good quality of life. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and when, I, when I entered the financial industry, I got my training with Prudential insurance and financial services and one one slogan that they always said was people don't plan to fail they just fail to plan right and and it's so true yes it's so true 
Yeah, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> so you don't want to be like me, I promise you. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's it better. It's better later than than never. Yes. You know, sometimes people get to things or they learn about things later in life, and it's never too late to to have a plan in place, and it's never too early. There's right. there's always solutions out there. Yes. Long term care is expensive. It's, it's a hardship on the caregivers, but there are definitely solutions. Right. Yes. And one of the beautiful things about, um, about it, hold on a second. I mean, one of the things that's kind of the gift on it, isn't it, is it, basically peace of mind, knowing that something is there in case. And what are you losing? Because if you don't use it, it goes over to your family anyway. So it's just a gift that keeps on giving. So it's very important. Now, each country is, is or any, probably even each state has you know, a d different type of policy systems. And you're speaking to your company in the United States. Um, so how about you tell us a little bit about your company and how people will go about contacting you to find out more about this for them in Absolutely. the United States? Yes. So the, the name of my company is called Signature Advisory Group. And I used to be securities licensed, but when the market crashed back in 2008, 2009, I changed my focus and I wanted to focus strictly on safety and guarantees because mm -hmm. everybody needs a portion of their money that's absolutely safe, that no matter what happens in the world, in the economy, their money is safe and guaranteed mm -hmm. and not subject to loss. And people also need money that's projected for growth so that we can keep up with inflation and hopefully outdo inflation. So I decided that my focus was gonna be on safety and guarantees. So we also help individuals with guaranteed lifetime income because once we retire, we need a, a check to replace our paycheck from work. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people don't have pensions anymore. They have 401k plans. And those 401k plans are not geared to provide guaranteed lifetime income. So we work with those solutions and it's all about safety is, is what we focus on. Yeah. And part of that is the protection, the, the life insurance protection, the long-term care protection so that we can have peace of mind, sleep a night. And when we get to retirement, enjoy it. I mean, you've earned it. You've worked all your life. You know, you've done your bit. You've laid your path. You know, now it's for you to kind of enjoy, you know, the fruits of that. Um, and knowing that no matter whatever happens, that you're covered is very, very important. But, you know, you've said a big word, security. It's not just security having the policy, but it's security and knowing that you're with the right company. That, as I said, there isn't kind of that little tiny writing that nobody sees that they're not going to cover you, you know, all of a sudden. Um, so reputable, you know, reputable company that has really got your safety in mind where you can literally just go about your life and enjoying it without even thinking about it until you need it, even if you do or don't need it. Absolutely. And we do like to work with carriers that are strong, that have been around a long time, that are stable. We don't like to take any risks with carriers that don't have good ratings mm -hmm. uh, because we want to make sure that everybody has the peace of mind that they need. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
that peace of mind is, is it, it literally can be the difference between the quality of life and, and no quality of life. Because if you're worried about things all the time and that stress and that dis-ease, you're going down that road. So you know, one thing struck off that, you know, I don't need to worry about that. Um, and, you know, maybe get myself a life insurance, cover the funeral costs and anything else. That's what it's all about. You're preparing for your old age. You're preparing for your death so that you can go and get on with your living. Absolutely. And you can enjoy your family at the yes. same time. Yes. yes. And enjoy yes. life. Right. <laughs> enjoy life. The last thing we want to be worrying about is, is the later. You know, what you want to do is not have anybody think about that kind of tomorrow because they don't need to think about it because it's already, the security is already in place. Absolutely. So you can go about and enjoy your life and not have to worry. You're not going to be a burden on your family. Even if you are, you know, the culture, like Italians and East Indians and many other, you know, Hispanic, many other cultures where all the families live together under one roof, they're still going to need somebody to help them if everybody's working or you know got their own lives and so it's that peace of mind too that you're bringing something and not placing all the burden on your family and that's why i think there are in in palm beach county where we live and even broward county which is the county just south of us there are hundreds of home health agencies mm -hmm. that provide a home health aid to come in for a few hours or a whole day there's a definite deme demand for this because we do have an aging population. More than ever before, the baby boomers. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, there is more of us than there has ever been of this age group ever in the history of time. You know, yeah. uh, you're seeing now so many people in their 90s and their hundreds where that was just a rare occurrence in the past. Absolutely. And the amazing thing is how many people in their late 90s and hundreds have beaten COVID which is astonishing, you know, so good stock there. But at the same time, you're going to need some help along the line because you just don't know what's going to happen. How many people I've known in their 80s and 90s just have that fall. There goes the wrist, there goes the hip, you know, there goes the leg. Now what are you going to do? You need help. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. And, uh, and, and there's so many assisted living places even cropping up even more than before. Yeah. So we know the reason that we're seeing these places being built is the demand is there. Yes. The, the need is there. Yes. And, and doesn't it make sense? You know, people have their own individual apartment, but then there is that central hub where you can go and be a part of and a part of life. So if you are alone, it's your choice, but you don't need to be alone because there's life going on around you. Absolutely. Where grandma lives, she's on the independent side, but then there's also the assisted living side. And every Saturday night, not now during COVID, mm -hmm. but up until then, every Saturday night, they had entertainment. Mm -hmm. They often had great entertainment. They filled up the whole auditorium. And besides that, they have trips. They had luncheons out, plenty of activities, card games, and, and so on to keep people engaged right. and enjoying right. life. You know, just because we get older doesn't mean we're obsolete. <laughs> You know? For sure. <laughs> we know as we get older, that wisdom kind of grows with this. How about tapping into it? Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and developing just, a new hobby. Yeah. Yes. And, and, but that's also statistically, I don't know what the statistics are on that, but how many people retire and they have nothing to do, no, nothing outside of their work, and how many people literally drop dead 
after that. And that's quite a high statistic. So it's, if you want to have the insurance also against any long-term care, you know, have something outside of your work that you love Absolutely. to do. Because when work is over, that, that was just your job. Yes, you enjoyed it, but it's not who you are. Go in that self-discovery of who you are now, that redirect like you took, right? Yes, it's, it's interesting because some people get so busy in their retirement with all different clubs and activities, mm -hmm. and they'll say, I don't know how I had time yes. to work. Yes, I have a girlfriend like that. She's um, 75, and she's, uh, she's in two or three book clubs, two or three choirs. Uh, you know, go swimming uh, twice a week and uh, virtually every single day she's got something on. And, you she's know, very active. Very active. But, you know, she has physical problems and she's waiting for a knee op, which now, of course, has been pushed back and she's already had a hip op. But it's just about, well, you know, I'm just going to go and do what I can do for as long as I can do it. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, again, the peace of mind of knowing that you've got this for later allows you to step into that spirit and enjoy today. Absolutely. So how do people find your book? The book is actually available on Amazon. And it's a long title, Wisdom for Women, Discover the Challenges You Must Overcome to Live the Life and Retirement You Deserve. They could also search for it by putting my name in the search box under Amazon. Sarah Finkelstein. How uh, about you spell Finkelstein for them, love, just in case they don't know the correct sure. spelling? Absolutely. And also Sarah, because you're without the H. Without the H, S-A-R-A. -A. Finkelstein is spelled F as in Frank, I, N as in Nancy, K, E as in Edward, L as in Larry, S as in Sam, T as in Thomas, E, I, N as in Nancy. I know it's a mouthful. It's a long one, but I married into it. You did. You did. <laughs> and, and quite a character Paul is as well with and his podcasting and his Toastmastering. Uh, you do podcasts together with him? We're going to. Good. That's, and a, what, that's, that's on the list. <laughs> right. And what kind of subjects will you cover? Money matters, insurance, financial, different things related to planning for the future. Yeah. And again, I think very much needed, you know, uh, it, it's like ironing, you know, you put it off because you don't enjoy it, but then you're walking around all wrinkled, you know, at some point you've got to face it, you know, <laughs> don't put it off, go and do the research, go and sign up. Now you can get out there and have fun and not have to worry about it. So it's, um, I know for a lot of people, it, it, well, I, I wouldn't even know the first thing to, to ask. Well, you don't really need to do that. You just need to say, Sarah, I need help. <laughs> and that's it. You Absolutely. can, you're the one that's going to ask them the questions to, to, to see what they need and how you can serve them. So they don't need to come in knowing everything. They're coming in discovery of what you've got and how it fits them. Yes, absolutely. And people could feel free to reach out. Uh, we're happy to give you a second opinion on, on what you're doing in terms of your financial matters, your retirement plan, uh, to get a quote for long-term care. There's no obligation. There's no cost to it. Uh, we gather the information. We go over and you decide, you know what? I don't want it. I don't need it. That's perfectly fine. And At can least people you know what it costs. Right, exactly. And can people start off with maybe a small one and then later as their finances add and increase it? That's not how it works with traditional long-term care insurance. They could down the road start another policy in addition to. 
but okay. they cannot change the existing one. They could always get a policy with inflation protection, right. and they might be able to change the inflation factor on it. Right. Right. So, I mean, these are all the things that you know that we don't know. Yeah. Uh, so the best thing to do is reach out to you and have that conversation. And, um, you know, especially, I think, as I said, with, with the whole COVID thing, is we're not promised tomorrow. We have no idea what's going to hit us. Look at how many very healthy people this has hit. You know, it's not just the, the elderly. And it's that stitch in time again. You know, that peace of mind again, you know, it's like, okay, what's it going to cost me every month to know that I have this down the road should I need it? Because one just doesn't know what's down the road. Yes. And, and also the premiums that one pays for their long-term care insurance is tax deductible as a, like a medical expense. Right. Right. Great. And this is not a medical plan. It is a long-term plan for care should you need it down the road. Exactly. Whether you need help at home with somebody coming in to help you, or you end up moving into assisted living, or if you need to go into a nursing home, the policies are comprehensive. So they cover all of the areas where, my, where you might get your long-term care. Right. And you know, folks, <laughs> things don't go down inflation and everything gets more expensive so having this as young as you possibly can and protect yourself does mean you know and especially that inflation cause I think that's uh, brilliant you know it does mean you're prepared for the future you don't need to worry you know is it going to be enough you know if you feel somewhere along the line you want as you said open up another policy that kind of takes you up onto a richer level then great you know you can afford it now but don't wait don't wait. Well, I'll do that later when I've got earning more money to start off now, right? And, and I've seen articles written by different individuals that say, oh, you should wait until a magical age to apply for long-term care. I don't believe in that because none of us know mm. when we might end up getting a diagnosis that would preclude us from being able to qualify Right. For getting a policy to protect our This isn't care. long-term care as you get older. This is long-term care even if you're in your 40s and you've got the care and you become sick and you need the help. It covers you then. So it's got nothing to do with just you have to be old to get it. Absolutely. A lot of people think of it as elderly care, but yeah. it's not necessarily. As a matter of fact, about 40% of people that are receiving long-term care are under the age of 65. I mean, mm -hmm. think about it. Somebody gets into a horrible car accident mm -hmm. or a motorcycle accident or a stroke, they, they need help. Yeah, and cancer. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things out there that you never know are going to hit you and suddenly they do and now what? And, exactly. uh, you know, we, we hear of people with, with you know, cancer still working, you know, through their chemotherapy and they're still having to work because they can't afford to, to be sick. And this is when they really need the care. Just concentrate on getting better. We've got you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's care. That's the thing. It's care insurance. It's security. It's peace of mind. You know, and that it's saying, I care about me to invest. I care about my family so they don't have to, you know, deal with, with that later. Or I, I care, you know, as you said, you did it at 40. Is there a particular age that you can start at? How low does it go? I think the 30s. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, we see a lot of 30 year olds who think they're, you know, great athletes and this and that suddenly have heart attacks or other problems that they, you know, didn't know. 
So the stitch in time again, folks. <laughs> stitch in time. Yes. So yes, how do people absolutely. get hold of you? So they can call me. My phone number, my direct cell number is 561-302-5760 or toll free at 844-453-1419. They could also go to our website, which is www.signatureadvisorygroup.com. And can they email you or you prefer they go through the site to do that? They could go through the site to email me. The email address is sarah at signatureadvisorygroup.com. Right. Well, even if it's just stepping up and, and getting some advice, you know, and what Absolutely. do I need? How much is it going to be? You know, when should I prepare for this? I mean, right now, ask your questions. And, you know, even that's peace of mind. You know, that, oh, I know. That, okay, then I need to make sure I start laying out that amount to cover that. And, and you can start your own planning. You might not jump into it straight away, but you're planning to do it because you have the right information. Exactly. It's planting a seed. Yeah, they can get started down the road. Yes. And some people have money that they have allocated for long term care. Maybe yeah. it's sitting in a bank CD. Well, we could take that money and leverage it and multiply the benefits that you can get for your long term care. Yeah. Yeah. So there's and, many uh, different avenues. That's the point. And it's not like, you know, wasted. Well, you know, um, I never claimed. So what happens to that money now? You know, that money's still going to go somewhere. And so it's, um, it's a good plan. And, and, you know, as I said, people don't think about it. And, you know, we've, we've been shaken up to wake us up to step up right now and, um, and change things up. And this goes with, okay, um, if I didn't get COVID, I could have got COVID. What would have happened then? Who would have looked after me? What would my quality of health been like after? How would it have affected my life? And this is, you know, the time to not put off until you're 65. You know, if you're even in your 30s right now, you know, start looking at it and then you just don't need to worry because you just don't know when. You exactly. just don't know when. And some people don't even have children. I, I run into so many people that never had children. Yeah. yeah. So they don't even have that possibility of having some help. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, we've also got to remember, you know, kids today live a great deal in apartment lives, very simple and very small. Where are they going to put you? <laughs> you know? Right. So there's a lot of logistics here that we need to look at and, um, and it's not like, oh, I don't want to just think about my old age. No, you're not thinking just about your old age. You're thinking about anything happening to you that is not going to be a burden on other people because you've got the care you need. And medical insurance does not pay for long-term care. Right, right, exactly. So check Sarah out, check the site out, ask your questions. There is nothing wrong with asking the questions. Get the book read the book. Um, we all need some wisdom and women, we need that financial wisdom, not just place all that trust in somebody else's hands and say, I've got you little girl. Now <laughs> take some control and make those decisions that's best for you. And, uh, you know, it's just taking responsibility and ownership of ourselves and giving ourselves peace of mind and knowing that we are preparing for our future in all aspects so we can go and get on enjoying life. I also have a free report, which I'm, I'm welcoming everybody to request. And right. we will be happy to send it via email. It's a, a report, what you need to know about long-term care. 
Right. Well, that's a good way to start as well. So, you know, there's so much you can do. You can read the book, you can read the report, you can go to the site. And, uh, and then when you're ready with all your questions, just contact Sarah and uh, she'll be happy to oblige and, and see what fits for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Financial freedom, you know, uh, it's, finances you know as I said for me completely you know I'm, a, I'm the old school and it was never bought that way it was always somebody else with the purse strings and I do look to my future and I don't wish this on anyone if, should I need care and please don't do that to your kids you know um, make sure that you have got something in place there because then if anything does happen god forbid you're ready for it you're ready for it you're not being a burden and you know that the care is there. You know, when my brother had his heart attack, my mother's responsible, who's going to take care of me now? Right? And so that's the point. We put so much burden on someone else and if they can't be there for us, now, now what? So pay the premium, know there's somebody going to be there down the line and quit worrying about it. And hope that you never need it anyway. <laughs> exactly. That's what insurance is. You have it for the in case. And then just the, all you need is that one claim. right? And you look right. at that one claim and it go, oh, this was so worth it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing people have said to me, well, you got yours so many years ago. You've been paying premiums for so many years. You've paid in so much. And I say, yeah, that's true. But if I had to go on claim, I get all that money back within the first year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's sad to see that that long-term care is so expensive. Um, you know, and it is though, that is the fact it is, it's extremely expensive. And I don't think we could even keep up with the cost of five years ago and now, and what it's going to be five years from now, you know, and, instead of worrying about it do i have enough put by get the insurance that you don't need to touch your money you're covered exactly and let your retirement plan that you've been saving for yeah. do what it was meant to do which is provide you with the funds that you need to live out your retirement the way you want to yes enjoying it you've worked yeah. for it yeah. enjoy it right? you don't need to worry about everything else what's retirement i don't think i'm ever going to know it <laughs> <laughs> it's good i love what i do <laughs> absolutely it's great to love what you do oh that's very sure. important that's very yeah. important and for you it, it's about seeing people secure and stable and that knowing that if whatever happens to them down the road, they're covered. So you're giving that peace of mind, which obviously is what excites you. And of course, you know, your husband is very exuberant, Paul. I invite people to come back and listen to his show. They'll find it here on your show blog as well. And your show on his, keep it into the family. And, um, and uh, you know, the podcasting that you've got coming up, I mean, it's a very important subject. You know, people just don't want to know because it's confusing. And if you can take away the confusion, and just show people how simple it is, then people will step up more to it. So Absolutely. It's people who are confused don't do anything. <laughs> no, exactly. No, and, but there's also, there's so many people that you go to and they're kind of talking highfalutin. They're talking in not layman terms, you know, financial jargon. I have no idea what you've just said. And they feel an idiot. And so they feel a little embarrassed. And that's also one of the reasons why people don't follow up on it. 
So having somebody that really is speaking to your needs and speaking to you, not in the financial jargon, but in a way you're going to comprehend without yourself feeling silly is really important. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because some people may feel embarrassed because they think that they don't have enough money set aside to seek out the help of a professional. And that's not it at all. Yeah. So please don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel bad. Just seek out the help of a financial professional. I'm sure that they could share some tips with you and help you to improve your financial situation. Right. One step in front of another at a time. You don't need to come out with a degree in it. You know, it's just understanding what can I do? How can I secure myself? Where's the sure footing? You know, where's that protection? And just one step at a time. And as you get more and more confident with it, then you, you see the bigger picture. But we don't go into a mechanic and say, you know, that cord on that nut on this, on this piston and everything. We don't know what's underneath the hood. We just know it goes. Let, let the experts know what to do and they'll guide us, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I have no idea how my car works. I just know that when I need to go somewhere, it gets me there. Exactly. I don't need to know the inner workings of right. the, the right. machinery. Right. Yes. And all you're doing is giving them the clarification of how it works, how it supports them, uh, and where it supports them, what they're going to get for their money. And that's as simple as that. Absolutely. Keep it simple. And then it's less daunting, but it's something we all need to look into. Uh, please, folks please look into it. I don't want anyone to be in my position as they get older. Um, and start young, start young, you know, get locked in into that wonderful plan. The inflation bit of it, I think is great because that way helps you secure that as well. And uh, have some of that security laid by for the future because just you just never do know. So that's what insurance is all about. Thank you so yeah. much, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, for, for having me on, and I appreciate your time. And then this was fun. Good, good. Well, I hope people learned a lot here today. As I said, they can get your, your book. Um, and as I said, I love the wisdom with the dollar sign. Money wisdom. You know, we all need a little basis of it, definitely. And trusted advisors, we all need it. Um, and so reach out, to, reach out to Sarah and see how she can help you. You might just want to right now just inquire. Do, do I need it? What does it entail? How much do I need to put it by each month? Can I do that now? It's all about the inquiry and, uh, and see where it goes. It's not a hard sell. It's just knowledge that you need. And when you're ready to make your mind up, you'll make your mind up, right? Exactly. Not a hard sell. Not a hard sell. the information that you need. Exactly. And, and the why you need it. I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> but it doesn't always hit everybody that way. <laughs> but, you know, again, we have, you know, the plans that we want for the future. We have a desire that we want for the future. But we never know when we're going to trip over that rock. Or, you know, hurt ourselves on a ski accident, car accident, or get ill with something. And just knowing that there's somebody there to look after you that isn't a burden on your family is something that was not only a gift to us, but it's a gift to them as well. Absolutely. It's a gift for everybody. Yeah. For the family. Yes. Yeah. That peace of mind got you covered. That's the most important thing. Got you covered. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. You too. And to everyone out there, remember, we don't need to know it all. We just need to know there's people out there that have got our backs. They have got the policies, check them out you know, take care of your future 
by taking care of you now, which means go and do what you need to do to get yourself covered for your future. You don't know what's around the corner, but that's okay. But if you know that you're covered, you can get out around the corner and enjoy yourself a lot more. So until next time, bye for now, folks. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.